Welcome you to Let's Talk Native on this Saturday, August 24th. While this program may not provide a path to spiritual enlightenment, we do encourage and in some cases begin or start conversations. We don't do prayers and we don't do buffalo speeches. We take a tough look at history, oppression, and survival. We talk about culture, the arts, politics, and identity, and we may step on a few toes along the way. But our real goal here is to bring people together by breaking down what separates us. We will take on the false narratives and provide critical thinking to all that is heaped upon us and we do it all right here from the Cattaraugus territory of the Seneca Nation. So let's talk native. But first, let me remind people our audio streams at www.letstalknative.com. We stream live video of the show on our Facebook group pages uh, via Facebook Live. And our shows are available as podcasts on your favorite platforms after the, our live broadcast. And we also post the uh, video of the show up on our YouTube channel which is Let's Talk Native TV. I do encourage people to uh, to subscribe to our podcast. Again, whatever platform you use, I encourage people to subscribe to our um, uh, to our YouTube channel. And and uh, if you do so, you'll find uh, you know not only the shows that we we produce here, but uh, our short form videos and 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 more. We cracked the four hundred uh, subscriber list, so we're uh, we're finally over four hundred. Yeah, love to get it up to 500 or so. So, um, again, uh, please do consider subscribing to our podcast and to our YouTube channel. Um, I am uh, the host of Let's Talk Native, and I'm assisted by Jake Proud here in studio, who is managing our video and our sound. Um, well, let, let's get into it. Uh, you know, I've, I've kind of been following a little bit of a of a theme from show to show here. You know, I, I first was talking about, you know, my concerns about Native people voting in, in the non-Native elections. Uh and for a variety of reasons, not the least of which is it is a clear example of assimilation. Um, that's part of the problem. Um, there's, there's land issues and, and a whole, I'm not going to go through all that today. But as a result of me suggesting that we shouldn't vote in the non-native elections, you know, one of the assumptions some people made is that I'm saying we should do nothing. We should just sit back and, you know, wallow in our oppression, I guess. And And of course, that's not at all what I was suggesting. On the last program, I talked about a few things that we... Uh, we should do, yeah, and yeah. We I don't think we should vote, but there are some things we should do, and I want to expand a little bit more than, uh, on that on that theme. You know, we we talk a lot about sustainability, and you know, and of course, usually it's, it you know when we talk about sustainability, we're talking about energy and that kind of stuff. Um, food sovereignty is a big uh, uh, topic, and and it's and it's caught on in in a good way and in, in a big way, and and that's a good thing. Um, but when when we talk about a sustainable community, there's more to just 
putting in gardens. And and I'm and again, I'm not minimizing, you know, in fact, I think food is a big part of this idea of having sustainable communities. But I want to talk about it because, you know, as as you're aware of, I oftentimes raise my real legitimate concerns about climate change, about economic collapse. I think, you know, there are a lot of the indicators, if you follow that kind of thing, suggest that uh, um, the United States, in fact, the global economy is going to uh, suffer a, a pretty bad recession. And that's going to impact a lot of people. And and frankly, it'll impact us in, in the current state of things. But there's also two other real serious calamities, I think, that, that uh, could face you know, many populations, many peoples. And that's uh, obviously the, the social unrest, you know, the, the racism, the, you know, what's turning into, you know, borderline race wars, you know, not just because of a, a few mass killings, well, more than a few mass killings, but, uh, but just the rhetoric, that the hate mongering, the fear mongering that's out there. And of course, uh, beyond that is, is, is just basically, you know, a world at war. Uh, on so many different fronts there there's there's military conflicts all over the place so those four things certainly make the future look very very bleak and and of course oh we we could stop killing each other and we could stop hating each other but unfortunately climate change is something we're going to pay for i mean and and there, it's almost too late to stop climate change so the biggest question is how do we adapt to it and and of course the uh, the problem with it, with an economic collapse, many of us have no control over that happening. Uh, and so, again, we got to figure out how, to, how do you weather that storm? So that brings me back to this conversation about sustainability. Because what I want to talk about is, is what is it that we need for sustainable communities? So I think food is a big issue. I think, you know, growing our own food. I think the food sovereignty movement is a, is a very positive and important issue, topic. And I think we as many of us as possible should play a role in that. This isn't just about having a nation program. Um, this is about having a garden. This is about uh, gardening enough to, to not only create a surplus for your needs for fresh fruits, vegetables, and, and the like, but take it to the next step. Now we're talking about canning and, and food processing and, and uh, food storage. And how do you, I mean, that, that's, again, this is stuff that is very much a part of our culture and our history. I mean, that's one of the things that we, the Haudenosaunee, the 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 only of these of these regions, were known for this idea of not just growing, but but growing the kinds of foods that you can store for a, a longer period of time, and, and and that way we could help help equalize disparity. You know, where where somebody might be suffering from drought or uh, or famine or or you know or whether it's for trade and commerce. And now we don't. We're not just limited to to just you know, a, a limited number of dry goods. Now we know how to can. We know how to dry. Still, we know we we have the ability to freeze. Uh, you know, freeze goods. I mean, and processing. You know, any number of you know, dehydrate food. All, we we have all kinds of stuff that we can do to store food for, uh, for a longer period of time. And we we should in a community have a more active, not just a program, but we should try to engage and get as many people involved in food, uh, food. Uh, food storage, food processing, and of course, assisting each other. Again, when we, I, I always talk about the 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 need and the importance of community. Community is about the relationships. So, not everybody has to have a tractor and a lawn tiller or a rotor tiller. I'm help help your neighbor put in a garden if that's what they want to do. Encourage your neighbor to put in a garden. If you have a bumper crop, I mean, share that stuff. You know, it, part of what I'm going to talk about. It is related to commerce, but some of it goes beyond commerce. It's just about recognizing the needs of your community and fulfilling those needs, whether it's a commercial enterprise or whether it's bartering or whether it's just being kind. So that's the kind of stuff that, that I want to talk about. So again, food, food is a, is a big deal. I mean, and it's, it's, it is the, the most basic need that we have. So the more that we can do to um, not only produce food, but store food, distribute food. I mean, and, and not just um, uh, groceries. I mean, uh, restaurants. I mean, on our territories, food trucks. I mean, the idea of providing lunches, maybe even, a, you know, our own Meals on Wheels programs, um, breakfasts for our kids, whether it's, you know, 
look, I know a lot of schools do that stuff, but again, we're deferring to the outside for that. And it only takes, you know, some some real strict budgetary cuts, and next, next thing you know, kids aren't getting breakfast. So why don't we do more of that? And on the weekends, you know, eat together, dine together. I mean, I, I, it, it, it doesn't cost much to throw a bunch of eggs on a grill or, you know, or pancakes or whatever else, but that's what I'm saying. Do these kind of things that build community by by living as a community and living as neighbors and friends and, and, and relatives. So, I mean, that's, it's, and that's an important part. Now, when we talk about food, I think one of the other areas that we oftentimes overlook is, is, is the meat portion. Yeah, I mean, I know the Sanka Nation has a buffalo program, but you know what? We have deer every place. I mean, we're, we see them everywhere, but you know, we don't have um, a, a butcher. We don't have a, 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 a meat processor. So whether you're raising, um, you know, a, a veal calf or, a, or or beef, you know, a beef cow or uh, you know pigs or or whatever else, we don't have any place on territory. And I know there's a few people who know how to do it. So let's have a butcher. Let's have let's have let's support a facility that can help process meat. So whether it's domestic um, uh, animals, domestic meats, or whether it's uh, it's hunted game. And now, you know, and, and with that, you end up having, you know, a certain amount of bartering and, and you end up with other other byproducts out of the whole thing. There's there's things that even the, the, the meat processors can do, whether it's sausage or, you know, uh, jerky or, or whatever else. But every community should have this. We shouldn't have to drive 30 miles to, to get a deer processed or, uh, or, or, or only rely on buying... Uh, you know, meat from some other wholesaler. We could do some of that stuff ourselves. So, I th- I think this is part of what we have to we have to consider. And again, this is all related to, uh, related to food. We should support um, the hunters in our community, and and frankly, the hunters in our community should should do more to 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 share their you know their bounty, so to speak. So, I think these these are are really really important. Again, um, cooks recipes I mean all these things I mean I know they sound somewhat benign but these are all part of a, a part of making your community more sustainable at least from a from a food standpoint and again can't say enough about how important good quality food is in terms of uh, maintaining health and and again it, it's it, it's now it's become a bit of a, a a bit of a trite expression to say food is our medicine but it, it literally is the first things that we that we you know that we consume, that, that, that either are going to ensure our health or hurt our health. So, and of course, there's, we, we, we have many of the people who still have the skill set of understanding what, um, what foods there are out there in nature. Not that just the stuff we have to farm, but the stuff we can gather. I mean, so whether it's, uh, you know, sassafras or, or whether it's, it's other roots, whether it's, you know, the, what we call, what's called these Jerusalem artichokes, whatever, whatever the foods that are out there. And and there's a number of wild foods out there that, again, because we could process now in in ways that we couldn't before. Before you, you just had to catch what was ripe in in season and eat. Now you can you can store things in, in a much in, in, with a much greater capacity than what we could before. So there's that. Um, you know, and I can't minimize this this issue. Uh, childcare. And when I say childcare, I'm not just talking about babysitting. I, I don't mean just daycare. I mean what do we do in our communities and and without even getting into the whole school i mean the full you know i mean a full-fledged school i i'm talking about what do we do to to help care for our children may i mean and that's the perfect environment to get people language teachers language instructors involved with the with these kids and do this not as a nation again everything i talk about here yes the nations can play a role in this but you know what we all can do this as families. We can do this as communities as well. So again, childcare. We that's something that that doesn't really exist except for through a nascent program necessarily. We should do more to support the children in our communities. So whether it's looking after the kids, you know, from a daycare standpoint, or whether it's providing, you know, early uh, child development, and in in that child development should be you know, should be language, culture, teach teach our kids to dance and sing. I mean, it, we shouldn't be limited only to ceremonies and to uh, and to powwows to to, uh, to experience and express some of the uh, our cultural identity. So I think it's I think it's important that we that we do some of these things. But child child development 
And child empowerment is, I mean, that is literally our future. I mean, literally our future. Now, we can't talk about child, um, child care if we're not going to talk about senior care. So when we talk about senior care, we really need to look after, make sure that, you know, especially some of our elders who may not have remaining family. I mean, and that does happen. I mean, there's no reason that anybody who is in the in the twilight of their of their lives um, should not have people around them caring for them. And 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 I'm not suggesting that that's uh, that's a, a a rampant problem on on uh, our territories. But you know what? We always can do more. We can always have more interaction with with, with seniors. And you know what? NPR does this thing they call Story Corps. How great would it be to spend enough time with some of these older people that, and listen to the stories, not just the tragic stories of residential schools, but other parts of the of, of the culture and the history and what what they experienced. Let's record some of that stuff. I mean, these are I mean, these are people who are taking not just knowledge but their experiences um, with them when, when they when they depart us. So we should do all that we can to embrace our the the elderly people in our communities. And, and tell the stories. You know, look, we know sometimes the stories get skewed over time. So we may hear, you know, eight or six, <laughs> you know, eight or ten different truths about the same, you know, based on the perspective on, on the same issue. But but still, it's important to have that. It's a, it is very important to have that. Um, okay. Within the community, there are some basic needs. I mean, look, we, we need to have the snow cleared in the wintertime. Branches fall. We need to have... We need to have branches cleared from the street. Look, animals get uh, get struck on the road. And I know the nation has some of those things in hand, and, and perhaps the state or the county does. But it doesn't always have to be that. We as individuals, we all have a shovel. We all, you know, there's pickup trucks. I mean, there's, there's no reason that all of us don't play a role, whether it's on the road that we live on or the, the area of, of, of the territories that we live on, that we that we do more to help each other. We shouldn't have to wait for the nation to plow out the driveway of of, of, a, of one of our senior citizens. Anybody can do that. I mean, look, put a, a shovel in your kids' hands. Let your, 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 your kids, encourage your kids to, to mow a lawn and shovel a driveway. These are the things that we've lost much of this stuff and we still can do this thing. I mean, we, we, we need to do this because this is, again, a part of sustainability. Because if we don't have some of these basic needs in our in our communities met, then what do we do? We we either, we go into a state of complete disrepair, or we we look to the outside. So a lot of the things that I'm talking about here are the things we need to do as neighbors, as friends, as relatives, not just as you know quote unquote citizens, but but again as 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 people who care about each other. Uh, you know, home builders, look. I know, you know, if you look at at the evolution of uh, of you know, from uh, people who lived in longhouses, extended families in 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 longhouses, to you know uh, being the nuclear family jammed into these into these little log cabins, and we we can see some of the history of that still. To now, we you know to to, to trailers, the, the the modern longhouse trailers, uh, double wides, and. And as housing programs have in, increased, you know, these h- houses have begun to look less and less like shoeboxes and more like uh, McMansions. But there's a part of me that says, maybe we need to revisit the, the tiny home issue and and build kick-ass tiny homes. I don't, I don't mean just, you know, basic, you know, mold-saturated uh, uh, shoeboxes. I mean kick-ass tiny homes. These are the kinds of things that we can do here on the, right within our community. We can do these things, and we don't, it doesn't have to cost a hundred thousand dollars to build a tiny home. It's, it's something we should bang out for twenty uh, twenty thousand dollars. And you know what? It doesn't have to last fifty years, because most of us are going to grow a home, regardless of its size, regardless you know uh, um, uh, of our, our family size. We outgrow these things, and and so you replace them. But if we have that skill set, so not only home builders, but the people who can help you know plumbers electricians i mean and when i talk about electricians i'm talking about the guys who can put a solar roof on your home we don't have any solar roofs so you can't how do you talk about sustainability on in a native territory if we have no sustainable energy yeah i know the nation put up a windmill and, and they put up a um, a solar farm down uh, in allegheny but how many windmills how many solar roofs do you see uh here, here on our territories we're all clamoring for internet but we're not but we're not thinking about what we need for you know for power so 
These are the things that we need to develop on our territories. The, I mean, these these are going to fill the actual need. So, and again, we're talking about power. Some some of the, one of the most basic things that we, we many of us still heat our homes with as firewood. But do we have a do, do we work together to make sure that that we we have firewood for for the people who need it who, who maybe can't get go out and collect it themselves? I mean, we could we could do more in in. I mean, look, some people have standing woods and still have no no ability to cut it out themselves. You see somebody who's who's got to you know clean up some trees, help them clean up the trees, and help them you know, help them get their their firewood in for the winter. These this is something that look we all have young teenagers, you know we have young boys who get who, who can help and girls. I mean, look, I don't want to get sexist on this thing. We can help with this stuff. We can all help each other, and these are the kind this kind of assistance is a kind of assistance that bi- that binds people together, that builds these bonds that will will last a lifetime i mean if you're an older person and you develop a relationship with with a child with a young child whether they're your child or not now you you become invested in that in that child's future and you know what that child becomes invested in yours too these are the this is community building it isn't just about fulfilling the needs and the sustainability as i talked about but it's the idea of developing relationships that are so important now, look, I'm not saying anything that anybody doesn't know, but but there aren't a whole lot of shows. There aren't. There's not a whole lot of bigger conversations on these things. Look, we all need to encourage uh, the young people around us, but we need to secure and, and look after the future of our, of our elderly ones as well. All right, let me see. What else I got on my list here? Um, you know, transportation. Look, I know we, we, you know, mass transit, you know, the Seneca Nation, for instance, has a, has a bus that runs. Just basic, not just taxing, but, but ride sharing. I mean, it's incredible that people are are limited, even in their ability to make it down to the to the clinic, to get healthcare, to get their to pick up their scripts, but or to go to the or, or to go to the store. I mean, I mean, it'd be great if we had more of a store, uh, more stores on our territories to provide provide all of the needs that we have. But you know, beyond that, we still people still need to travel. Look, we're we're spread out in these communities, so. We could create a better network of ride sharing, and I'm not just talking about you know getting paid thirty bucks to take somebody uh, you know five mi- miles down the road, but just providing somebody with with the rides that they need. Perhaps, maybe even even investing in a, in, a, in a couple of vehicles that are that are more community owned. You know, so they, I mean, whatever the solution's got to be, but but transportation is is a big thing, and we need to make sure that that we have adequate transportation. You know, for you know, because because of childcare, because of senior care, and because all we all need to to get around, and and it's almost impractical for uh, for everybody to have two and a half, uh, two or three cars in their driveway. And I know many many of us do. I I know many of us do, but <laughs> there's still some people some people who can't even basically afford to have a car. So I mean, I, w- there's no reason that we. I mean, this is that kind of disparity. So we have. We have income disparity on our territories. There's no question about that. But we have a disparity on everything from, again, from food to housing to um, to transportation. So these are the kinds of things that we should do all that we can to overcome that and make sure that, that if you have the ability, you know, to feed more than just yourself, then, then assist somebody in feeding them and feeding others. If you have the ability, if, you know, if you've got, you know, cars available, you if you've got, uh, if you have time available to, to to give to offer people a ride, I mean, I don't know how we, we you know look we live right now with the with the internet. There's no reason we can't post this stuff and and have this information more widely available so people can can make sure they get to where they need to go. Now, through all of this, you know, and I've talked about the kids, but the most important thing we need to do from a sustainability standpoint is make sure. That our kids are, are are safe, that our kids are taken care of, that they're educated, and I don't mean I don't mean sent to uh, being sent to Harvard or, or or Syracuse University or you you know UB. Look, the education I'm talking about basic education. Look, we are facing some really really peculiar times coming uh coming towards us. I mean, my grandchildren are going to experience climate change in ways that that my generation can't even imagine. So. 
how do we make sure that we empower our kids both to 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 keep ignited in their minds the the innovative problem solving solutions that they're going to have to um uh develop as as they face some of these adversities how do we do that well we we can't like them uh, let them grow up under a rock here i mean we need to coach our kids we need to you know take our kids into the you know go camping i mean um uh, be involved physically in in activities be involved in intellectual activities conversations um you know again i I talk about building a studio here we should be educating our kids in the uh, to develop the the skill set to be to be communicators i mean one of the other things i've got on my list is is pr look we don't know how to handle our own public relations not even the senate nation they they hire it out we don't provide our own news service i mean look you can go on facebook and you can you can you can find out a lot of stuff you don't really need to know but you can find out a lot of local stuff but we don't have a specific um uh news service that we provide in our community and we should not just a you know a bulletin board or a newsletter that comes out once a month but look in, in with the information technology that's out there we should support and and that might be a good thing for for the youth to do but whoever's going to do it i mean I, I try to talk about current events but i'm not i'm certainly not a news service here and perhaps I should do more of that. But but it doesn't have to be me. It can be anybody. So the idea of covering news and 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 doing that that public relations so people understand not only native to native, but native to non-native, that people understand what it, what the native perspective is on things. That that's part of what I do, but I'm only one person. I'm not giving the native perspective. I'm giving a native perspective. And we should have more people doing that. And and I've got a studio right here. Open for people to try it if they, if they want to if they want to do some of this stuff. Diplomacy, we need, and I've talked about this before on, on on other shows. We need to to recapture the ability to be diplomats, to be statesmen, to be to be able to go into another territory and and know how to speak, not only to represent ourselves but how to speak to engage other people, native and non-native. Look, I mean, when it comes to some of the issues that we we. It, we get challenged with whether it's you know again fracking wastewater in Cottersport or whether it's um uh you know the next pipeline that needs needs to be stopped or you know whether it's a protest or a demonstration or 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 just to be outspoken we need to encourage more and more of us to be outspoken you know again one of the greatest compliments i ever get from from anybody is 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 when somebody listens to my show or watches the show and they say you gave me the information that I need so I can engage people and I'm confronted with these topics. I mean, that, that to me is a great comp- compliment. But it should it should come from a bunch of other sources and we should develop within our communities. This is about a sustainability. This is an important component of who we are, the ability to represent ourselves. And I, and I don't mean just elected officials, you know, and I'm not calling them down. Look, they, they serve a function. But every one of us has the ability to be a spokesperson not on behalf of everybody else, but as a native voice, as a native perspective on the issues that we all face. We need to do more to support our, uh, not just our children, but families in general. And not just when a family is in crisis because they had a, a house fire or a tree land on their house, but those too. But when we know, you know, that, that somebody's got a sick child or, 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 or a sick parent and, and they need a helping hand, I, their, their car needs to be repaired. I mean, we need to do more to help each other. So, part of that support has to be has to be family support. And look, I know that there's agencies and and departments both at the you know the nation level, the county level, the state level. But I'm talking about within the community, the the support that we can give. We we know somebody who, who's you know battling with with depression. Try to be. We don't, you don't have to be a therapist or a trained therapist, but you can you can be compassionate. So, I mean, and, and this is, frankly, this is what's lacking with so many people who are suffering from, uh, from substance abuse. You know, the, it's a funny story, but many of the, um, the people who were enlisted during the Vietnam era, they developed heroin um, 
uh, addictions in Vietnam. Uh, many of these soldiers developed a heroin addiction. But when they came home, they were able to kick the habit. And why? Because in Vietnam, they didn't have the support systems. They were soldiers. They didn't have any support systems there. But once they came home and, be, and be, they became part of, you know, back with their families, back with their community, then that ends up being a big factor in trying to overcome substance abuse. As long as your family isn't, it, it, it aren't all a bunch of coke kids and drunks. But to, to provide that kind of, you know, family support, community support, the uh, nation support, whatever. That's how you overcome some of the adversities, whether it's substance abuse. Look, I'm not just saying, you know, if, if you talk to your neighbor, you're going to talk them out of, uh, you know, out of substance abuse. But you know what? Part of the whole idea with changing lifestyles is understanding that there's an alternative lifestyle to the one that you're currently engaged in. And if, and if part of that lifestyle is community engagement, is interacting with your friends and your neighbors and your family, then that goes a long way to, to, to pushing back some of those, those destructive, you know, parts that have, that have, you know, entered into, into our communities and, and to discourage it. I'm not saying we got to be, you know, openly condemning or, you know, uh, you know, I don't, I don't think we have to beat each other up over it, but not, I mean, a lacrosse game doesn't have to end in, in, um, with a party afterwards, at least not a, not a, a drunken party. And we know that this is this has happened in in association even with 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 um, sings and 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 powwows and that kind of stuff, and we should be more prepared to you know to discourage that that practice, and we do that by by maintaining more again you know more of a sense of community and concern for each other. So what else I got on the list here? Look, when it, when it comes to this idea of of um, family support, look. We, we have to make sure that in a, in a circumstance where somebody needs housing, shelter, maybe, maybe we, we provide a, you know, a, a room or, or, or a safe house. People should have the opportunity to escape, um, whether it's a domestic violence issue, or maybe, it's a, maybe it's a mold infestation in a house. I mean, whatever. We, we should try to do more within a community to make sure that, that everybody has the basic needs met. And that might mean nobody should have to be homeless. And, and it's funny because you look on our territories and nobody ever considers native people to be homeless, at least not around here. I've been to some territories where it is. But but in the cities, I mean, I've, I've been to Winnipeg and, and some of the the largest percentage, one of the largest percentage of homeless people in, in places like Winnipeg are native people. So how do they get to that place? So, and, and how do we solve that? I, look, I, I know most people are, are not going to, you know, listen to the show and say, you know, what? I'm going to house a homeless person tomorrow. But, it, but you could. <laughs> so I think this is, you know, especially when you're talking about, you know, a single parent, you know, who's who's got a child, whether whether it's a man or a woman. I mean, we should make sure that that no child is left in a in a circ, in a circumstance where their their environment is is, is so insecure. So I mean. These and look, this is just, just the stuff on my list. That's it's not a you know this isn't the the complete list of things, but these are the things that I think are important when you want to talk about sustainable communities. Hey, look, wait, I I drove right past the uh, <laughs> the bottom of the hour. So let me take a break here, catch my breath, and I'll check over my notes to see if there's anything else I left out. But uh, yeah, we'll, we'll take a break and we'll be right back. This is John Gain with Let's Talk Native. Every day for that man 
Native. Hey, I want to thank my sponsors. Uh, um, I only got a couple of them, so it didn't take long. <laughs> I want to thank Ross and Holly John and the RJE family of businesses. I want to thank Eric White and ERW Enterprises. Um, and, and I've got an anonymous. Uh, um, I, I don't know if he's really anonymous, but he just doesn't doesn't need to be have it advertised that he's a he's a donor. But uh, look, the, the support that I get from those three um, sponsors, the ones who do something either weekly or monthly. Uh, enables us to do everything we're doing here. Now, this week, we uh, or this show is the first show that we've done with with what we hope is our our long term internet solution. I actually, uh, you know, climbed up on the ladder this week and I threw uh, a, a cell phone signal um, booster up on the on a mast here outside the building here. And um, and so what we're streaming right now, we're using my small Wi Fi, what they call a jet pack from Verizon. And that's what I'm getting my my internet signal for our um, for our streaming on, on Facebook. So, and it looks like it's worked. I mean, over the last few weeks, we had a lot of trouble with our internet. So, we, in this studio, I have three separate sources of, of internet feed. I've got you know part that's connected to the to the building in general. I've got a huge net um, a satellite dish on uh, on the building, and now I've got this uh, signal enhancer, and I'm using a MiFi device, which is providing me the best upload speed. So, but the the support that i get from sponsors allows us to keep trying to solve the problem that we have here so you know again i i have to you know give give you know a real nod to the sponsors and and of course i do have a few others who from time to time will you know drop a you know a check in the mail or you know or, or stop by and make a donation and that helps us do what we, we do here so i want to thank all of you now the other way to support the show is to um you know spread the word you know um encourage people to subscribe to the podcast uh, subscribe to the um uh, youtube channels share the show so you know my wife uh, brenda she uh she posts this show on a you know on maybe 20 or 30 group pages uh as soon as we go live um but if you you know look you guys are different all of you who listen to the show whether you listen to it live or after the fact you all have different friends you have different groups that you're part of if you and look you don't have to do every show maybe you, you listen to one show and you say you know i that really struck a note with me then share that show the more of you who share some of the content we talk about and the, and the discussion we have, the more you spread that conversation. Now, this idea of trying to have more sustainable communities, it is, it's not just something that would be nice. It's needed. The future looks pretty shaky, folks. And if we don't start talking about sustainability in a real-life way, we're going to find ourselves very, very vulnerable. Because, look, this isn't just trouble in the wigwam here. <laughs> this is trouble for everybody. And and if we aren't more secure, and if we aren't creating a path to uh, to be sustainable, not only are we going to be as vulnerable as everybody else, but this is our opportunity to be the teachers. They're not only the teachers to our children and to our you know to each other, other native communities, but to the non-native community as well. Yeah, I hear a lot of people say, "Well, you know, uh, um, they're never gonna." The, they're never going to accept our leadership. Well, you know, it's because we've got to lead by example. And, and look, 
nobody has to, uh, we, we don't have to sell the idea of being leaders to anybody. You, you just do the right thing and, and people will see. Well, look, they're, I mean, during the Great Depression, native territories weren't in, look, they didn't have bank accounts. They weren't, they weren't tied to the, uh, to the capitalist system that failed during the Great Depression. So our communities were much more sustainable then. And we're a long ways from, from that. I mean, the only thing, you know, the stories that I heard about the Great Depression is the, the biggest thing that we were lacking was, um, uh, were some of the, uh, uh were shoes. We, we didn't have, because that wasn't a, uh, something that, w- that we made a lot of. You know, so winter wear shoes. I mean, we certainly could have, but apparently that was one of the stories that I hear is that, you know, we had, we had better food supplies. We, you know, we, you know, we had our firewood, we had our water, we had our, our warm homes, uh, uh, you know, we, we had our clothing, but shoes, shoes was the only place that we were lacking. So, I mean, as we, we, t- as we go through this list of the things that we need to, um, uh, to do to, to help each other, I gotta say, and I, I say it all the time, we're not gonna vote our way out of this and we're not gonna pray our way out of this. But I'll tell you, there are people, and, and I, you see it on Facebook all the time. Oh, such as us just sick. Can, would you still, uh, would you say a prayer? You know, I, I remember when my uh, when when my son-in-law got sick, and he's the the father of two of my my grandchildren uh, children. And he was the husband of my my uh, my daughter. I I remember posting something, and I said, "Look, don't offer your prayers and, and your your tobacco burnings, you know, by uh, alone. Look, pray if you want to pray. You burn tobacco. Do 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 that. But don't believe for a second." that your thoughts and prayers are enough. Because if you can't do an act of kindness, if you know somebody who's sick or needy, praying for them isn't the, isn't going to be the solution. Doing something for them. You know, I said to you know, I said that when again when my son-in-law says, "Bring bring him buy pizza, or chicken wings. Do something. I mean, do something to help somebody. Perform an act of kindness." Because again, sustainability isn't just about surviving. It's about thriving. It's about quality of life. So if we consider part of our routine or or our lifestyles, if we understand that in order to maintain a quality of life, we need to be kind. We need to be generous. We need to be sharing. And 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 it's not enough to, you know, to drop on your knees and 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 say a prayer. Or, you know, in the in the, you know, or in the quiet, you know, backyard to burn tobacco. By all means, do that stuff. But you know what? When you when you burn tobacco for somebody, make sure you bring a child with you, so you can say, so they can witness it. Because the 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 most important part about burning tobacco is the lesson that's learned from it. Especially once you not only do you do you burn that tobacco, but then you follow it up with with an act of kindness. You know, even you know even religious leaders have said, look. If you want to pray to end hunger, I mean, if you pray to end hunger, then then do something to end hunger. Don't just pray for it. So, and, and again, I've got I got a handful of friends of mine who are who are ill right now, and and I, and I and I know that they have other friends besides me. But all of us, when when you know somebody who is who's who's sick, or or needy or, or whatever, going through a hard time. Don't just pray for them. Do for them. Do something. And don't just say, hey, if there's anything you need, just give me a call. No. Because they're not going to call. And, and and then so you so you don't end up happy. And it's nice, it's nice gestures. Hey, if you need something, just give you know, just say just tell me what tell me what you need. I'll do whatever you uh, I'll, I'll help. No, help. Don't don't wait to be called. So again, that's that's about sustainability too. That's about a sustainable community. The other thing I, I, I got to talk about um, I, again, I can't um, overemphasize is um, is our kids. Look, uh, you know, this is uh, I think this is the first year that I recall that um, we don't have a little league football uh, team. The Seneca Sachems, not nah, crazy about the name, but Seneca Sachems, we don't have it this year. So our kids are playing, you know, in Gowanda. They're playing, you know, for some other, you know, other district, I guess. And part of it is. I don't know the I don't know the full story. I don't know why we don't have a Seneca Sachem's football team. 
you know, for our for our little kids, little little league football. But we need coaches, folks. We we need coaches. We need to to do more for our kids. So, and, and I'm not not just for football. I mean, we we need them for lacrosse, and we need them for little league, and we need them for you know, we, our little girls. We, we should have a, a softball program here. We got a little league baseball team, but we don't have we don't do we don't do enough. And I know that's only sports, and there and there's more to to a child's life than, than sports. But that should be something that should be easy for us, because we've all you know have some experience, and every one of us has some, you know have have somebody in our family who who has some sports experience. So we should we should do more. We should do more. There, we should never lose a program because we didn't have enough um, involvement in the community. Because again, if you're not committed enough to your children to even provide you know a, a basic sports program, then what does that say about your community? You're you're not sustainable. That's what it says. So we need to do more. And 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 again, there's sports, but there's other programs. We we should we should encourage our kids to learn more uh, the language, you know, dance, song, you know, other elements of the culture. We should build things with these kids. Are you want look do a tiny home project? A project do that with children. I mean, it could be a it could be a summer program. Maybe a summer program. You grab you you know you grab a a dozen kids and you and you bang out a couple of tiny homes for for anybody who needs them. Because we can look, we can generate the, the funds and we can we can throw in the funds for the raw materials. So this is what that's this is what is sustainability. When you build a caring environment in your community, where you not only do some official needs assessment, but you care enough that you don't need to do a needs assessment because you know the people, you know what the needs are. That is what is sustainability. So we 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 recognize when somebody's got a, a you know a major task at their house, whether it's building something or whether it's demolishing something, whether it's a tree that's got to be taken down or a lawn that's got to be mowed or a driveway that's got to be shoveled or or, or driveway that's got to be plowed. These are the kinds of things that that we all should step up for. Or, I mean, we should pick up one of those tasks for somebody in in our in our community. And look, and there, I mean, some of these can be economic things. I mean, some of these these can be a pay for a service for pay, but not all of them have to be. And I know this is part of sustainability is is about you know uh, developing economies, but not all the the economies have to be based on getting getting the highest price tag for every for every product or every every service. And and maybe the people who who can't afford to pay pay, and the people who don't who can't afford don't. You know, I know that I'm not going to get into labels like capitalism and socialism. No, I'm I'm just talking about the, the basic idea of caring enough for the people around you to make sure that that the people that, that that not just your quality of life is good, but the quality of life for people around you is good. This is what is. This is what is sustainable. So when somebody asks me and they say, oh, yeah, sure, you say don't vote, but uh, so we're just supposed to do nothing? No, these are the kinds of things that I'm talking about. We should care enough about our what's happening in our communities that we don't have to rely on the Indian Child Welfare Act. We don't have to rely on some national, you know, uh, or, or, or federal law or, you know, congressional act to protect our women, our missing and murdered indigenous women, or our missing and murdered indigenous men and boys, girls, or our missing and murdered indigenous lands. This is something that we all can play a role in. You know, and, and again, when I, when I talk about the, uh, the, you know, the, the PR folks, the, the, the people who, who need to tell the news and tell, you know, keep people abreast of what's happening in the community, the diplomats, we need to support the, pro- the protesters and the protectors of our communities and maybe it's not in our community maybe it's in another community you know look now um mauna kea um the, i realize it's a long ways away we're talking about hawaii but there are ways that we can support other native native peoples who are fighting to protect something in their lands and we don't necessarily have to go there of course who wouldn't want to go to hawaii right but we don't all we, we can't all swing that and we shouldn't place that burden on somebody to do that but there's things that we can do in, in every one of our communities when 
when one community is facing a challenge, whether it's you know some environmental disaster or um, or a threat from a pipeline or you know more of, of Trump's shenanigans to the you know to to slacken uh, environmental or, or or endangered species or whatever else, we can do something about it. We don't need to lobby Congress. We need to lobby ourselves. So we need to we need to step up. We are the ones who can tackle these issues that affect us us directly bullying we don't need a federal program on bullying in a school you know and and again one of the 800 pound gorillas in the room is uh is that last thing i mentioned schools now there are any number of ways that we can begin to tackle the education of our kids and whether they're being educated you know primarily in, in public schools or not we still have an obligation to teach them what they're not learning there. And the more confidence we have that we can provide the education for our children, the more we can pull them out of those schools. So whether it's homeschooling, whether it's, you know, building, you know, a, a, a cooperative or a collective of people, look, we don't need to build a, you know, a $20 million uh, educational facility in every one of our communities. But you know what? We could play a bigger role in educating our children. And they don't necessarily have to go to school to do it. I mean, how many, I can name dozens of people who drop out of school and get their GED uh, right away, and then go on to go on to go to school, college, even afterwards. So that system isn't necessarily working for our children anyway. Frankly, it's not working for any of the children. This this area, Western New York. I mean, I've heard all the horror stories about Rochester and Buffalo, and 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 just how terrible. The scores are on basically, you know, literacy and and mathematics. So these are things that we could do too, and and look, the, these are services that we can provide and make sure that people are compensated for providing these services. So, again, understanding that that there is an imminent threat from climate change that could change a lot of things, including, I mean, it, it's actually all likely is going to contribute to some of the economic disaster that's that's coming down the pike too. So understanding that the economy and, the, and and climate are two major things, regardless of social unrest and and, and war and, and conflict in all, all these places on the globe. Those two things alone are a big enough threat that we need to take a serious look at what we're doing in our communities and what we're doing with our families and our and. And our and our loved ones, and you know, I'm I'm thrilled that that food sovereignty is a thing because it's a relatively new thing. But everybody's talking, and you know, most of that stuff isn't isn't necessarily being done by the elected leaders. I mean, look, I'm not saying that that some of these um, communities don't have uh, support for their their agricultural programs. But but it isn't these elected or these appointed. Aren't the chiefs and clan mothers doing it? It's not it's not counselors that are doing it, and they're not hiring some outside, you know, experts to come in and do it. It's happening within. It's it. Most of the food sovereignty thing is a is a grassroots movement. We need we need to expand it beyond food. We need to look at sustainability beyond food. And I'm not saying we're doing enough on food. I'm, so I'm not saying let's let, let's cut down on the food stuff and do something else. No, I'm not saying that at all. We need to do more with all of it. So this and and again, I can't, Eli, I I can't say enough about how important some of this stuff is. But you know, if you take if everybody takes just a bit of time out of their lives to share whatever it is that they whatever their skill set is, even if it's that skill set is just listening. And share that with their neighbors. Share that with, you know, the our, our you know our people who are struggling, you know, uh, health wise, mental health wise, financially, um, you know, whatever. This is a you cannot have a sustainable community if it, if it's just going to be about income or wealth. No, that's not that's not the whole concept of wealth is you know at least measured in dollars and cents anyway is not isn't isn't going to make a quality of life because 
if 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 the only thing that you're measuring quality of life by is dollars and cents, then you're constantly on that treadmill. You're constantly on that treadmill trying to make more money. And 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 frankly, that's what's happened. I mean, I've talked about it here on the show before, but I mean, when I was a kid, you could have one parent. Most of the time, it was the father, but you could have one parent working a forty-hour job a week and support three kids, four kids, five kids. Now that doesn't exist. Now you got both parents working, oftentimes more than forty hours a week, and the older kids are working too, just to support a household. And part of it is because we overbuilt our houses. We we figure we got three or four cars in the driveway because we we get on that treadmill. We're, we, you know, we, we got to spend ten thousand dollars on Christmas. We we have to spend twenty thousand dollars on uh, on Mary Jane's wedding. You know, I mean, this is the this is the kind of stuff that you know, you know, that can just make you go crazy. You know, in our in our language, we 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 refer to our family as a fire. Uh, you know, so. That fire represents not only, uh, you know, many things in our culture. It represents our assembly, the, the, the idea of gathering as a people. But that fire is like our, is like our family. And, and in fact, when you have a death in the family, they talk about the logs being scattered. And, you know, the, the image is a woman, uh, and I, 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 the name's eluding me right now, who strikes the, the, the fire of that family and the logs go scattering. And in fact, in, the, in, our, in our funerals, we talk about, you know, cleaning the, the, the sting of that, those ashes and those uh, uh, smoke and those sparks is cleaning the sting out of the eyes. So we, we wipe, we wipe, we wipe away the pain from the eyes and the tears. We clean the ears and, and we soothe the throat. So we, we, we provide this clean water to clear the throat so we can speak our, those kind words. We, we clean the ears so we can hear the kind words and we wipe the way the eye, uh, wipe the, the eyes so we can see beauty again in, in, in the face of some, you know the the grief that we're we're experiencing. So we talk about bringing those logs together and those embers and those uh, you know the, all of those coals together to to rekindle and to and to gather the family back together. And that's the same that goes for a community. It's not just you know uh, the nuclear family. It's the it's the whole family. It's our it's our community. So that fire is the symbol of our family, but it's a symbol of us coming together. I hate to say it, but we're, un, we're, we're not sustainable because we don't have that concept. We've lost that sense of community, that sense of family. We, we've bought into too much of the, uh, of the outside philosophy that says, no, what happens in, you know, in, in my house is my own business and nobody else's. And we, 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 say, oh, we, we, we can't tell people uh, you know, how to live. Then th- then what do you teach the culture? How do you teach the culture? How do you teach our, our past and, and, and have, a, have a vision for the future? If you can't teach people a better behavior uh, you know, and offer better lifestyle choices going forward, and then understand that there's no rights without responsibilities. This idea of building our, or making our communities sustainable, it's not that we have the right to do it. That's not even the issue. The issue is that we have a responsibility to do it. Now, none of this stuff has to happen overnight, but it's about changing the philosophy. So that's the conversation I wanted to have this week. And, and it continues from, you know, from a conversation in the building over the last few shows. But this is the conversation that I wanted to have this week. And, and it's not an unfamiliar conversation. I've talked about many of these things before. But I hope some of you listen. And I hope some of you take stock in some of what, I, what I've said here and think about the things that you can do that encourage your family and your community to do more to help each other because that's a sustainable future I want to thank you for listening and uh, we'll see you back here on Tuesday this is John Kane. this is Let's Talk Native Yahweh.